Welcome back to another episode of Southern Scrap Nation's podcast. Your host, as always, Daniel Jonas. Here Tuesday, August 3rd, 2021, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, as always, it's nice and hot here, humid as a mug, and uh, it was raining earlier today, so hopefully it was going to, I was hoping it was going to cool down. It cooled down maybe like a degree, but anyway, we're here. Coming off of uh, some Muay Thai and some Jiu-Jitsu, did some Shark Tank, did an hour of Muay Thai, and uh, now we're here doing a little podcast, nice, cool, calm, collected one. We're going to go over the fights that happened this past weekend at UFC, Bellator, da 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 um, We'll also talk a little bit about what's going on in the news in MMA, but mostly kind of hype up. What's going on this next weekend with Cyril Gaon versus Curtis Blades, or Cyril Gaon versus Derek Lewis for the uh, interim heavyweight championship. And then, oh man, well, Amanda Nunes and Juliana Pena aren't on the card anymore. Sad. I, I was so excited for that. But we still have a banger of a co-main event. We got Pedro Munoz versus Jose Aldo. I'll also talk about a little bit about that kind of stuff, go over the card, See if there's any surprises, but I'll do my breakdown on uh, Thursday. Thursday or so. Maybe Thursday morning. We'll see. It'll be out there. Maybe Wednesday, and then I'll put it out Thursday. We'll see. Uh, or, uh, whatever. You'll have it before the weekend. That's a, that's a promise. Um, other than that, if you're in the Charlotte area, we got a seminar this weekend. My buddy Matt Semper is going to be coming in from uh, Phuket, Thailand. Tiger Muay Thai, he's going to be coaching a two-day workshop here at Charlotte Jiu-Jitsu Academy, South End, Charlotte. If you want to come, it's Saturday and Sunday, Saturday at 2.30, and then Sunday at 12 p.m., and it'll just be this, uh, it'll be a workshop, we'll go over a bunch of kickboxing and different concepts that he's, he's brought and has. He works alongside... People like uh, Rafael uh, Fazev, who is another coach at Tiger and is competing on the UFC 265 card. So that Saturday night, we'll go and watch the card with him and everyone else that's attended the the workshop that day, and we'll cheer on his. We'll cheer on Rafael as he goes to fight Bobby Green in the prelim main event, like the the top of the prelim. Not the main event. The main event's bananas good. All right. So that being said, let's go ahead and get into breaking down what happened this past weekend. We'll start with UFC because it's a little bit not as, you know, exciting. Because there are some good finishes that came about it. I mean, you got mostly finishes in the main event. You got one fight of the night with Bar- Brian Barberina and Jason Witt. And Jason Witt took the five-round decision based off of... Knockdown, I guess. Submission attempts. Oh, eight takedowns. Makes sense. Okay, cool. I didn't really watch that. I tried to. Wa- I think I tried to watch that one. I tried to watch one of them, but ESPN Plus didn't let me rewatch it. Fucking ESPN Plus. But uh, then you had Melsic Bagdasarian, who is another. Um, Armenian fighter coming in and got a nice head kick KO of Colin Aglin in the second round. Let me go ahead and 
I'm going to be honest with y'all. I didn't watch these fights. I watched them after the fact. I don't watch them live. Um, because mostly the Bellator fights were way better. But I, I like went back on the ESPN Plus and watched main event, co-main event, because I had to see how Sean buys TKO or KO Gloria DePaula. And then Jared Gooden I watched because that knockout was pretty spicy with that right hand. Right hand. Right hand. But uh, let's see. Oh, why am I on this? I don't want his highlights. I want... There we go. Cool. All right, let's see. So he goes in there. He's southpaw. Very kickboxing oriented. It seems like he's just left power focused. And looks like he's just looking to get space for that left hand. Um, Anglin looked like a good, good collar tie. Good plum. Mm. It seems like Anglin like went forward, put his pressure on as much as he could, and then um, Melsic was still there, blasting these left kicks to the body, blasting them to the head, to the yeah. Left hand, left kick, yeah, just, and then slowly the tide shifted, forward pressure. I like this kid. Needs to work a little bit on the takedown defense, as do all, I don't know why these Armenian guys, they're not, the takedown seems to be like a good, it seems like a good wrestler could give this kid problems. And just take away the power shots. But, yeah, man, he's putting the pressure on now. End of the round. Left hand stuns him. Starts hitting him with, like, karate chops. Or standing hammer fists, if you will. Tried to do a spin. Nice. Tough kid. He took everything that, like, Anglin could give him. And then now that Anglin's all, he's, st- he's standing up even trying to cover the fact that he's exhausted. No commitment to the kicks. That's why you can tell he's tired or terrible form. I don't know. One of the two. Melsic's kind of just working around now, trying to find his angle. Left hand over the top. And left hand over the top again. Left hand over the top. Left hand or right hand. There you go. And then the head kick. Yeah, man. Pretty clinical for a southpaw. I was... Uh, I forget who I was talking. I think I was talking to my buddy about this. I forget, and the more I've spent time in this sport, and the more that you, like, go and train with guys and travel around and meet different fighters, and, you know, you realize these these are people, and they all have their own desires. And a lot of these fighters... Don't aren't necessarily martial artists, so some of them may say they are. A lot of them are not, right? Because they don't like when you look at two, two different fighters specifically. Let's take a George St. Pierre. George St. Pierre loves martial arts. He's traveled to Thailand and Brazil. He's gone all over to learn the different arts and <clears throat> went to Senegal recently, I think. So he he has a he has an infatuation with just martial arts in general. So that kind of blends to when he's in the octagon. He has perfect kicks. 
His punches are turned over right. His takedowns are clinical. He just has an appreciation for the sport in a way that, like, it, that's why he's so good. He's, when he fights people, he, he figures them out because it's his, it's his shit. Like, he loves it. Then you get fighters like a cowboy, and I've talked about this before, who just appreciate going in there and getting that adrenaline rush and like to fight. But they don't like, uh, or I used the Chael Sonnen example today. We, we talked about Chael because I just rewatched the Chael Shogun fight. And that pose, let me just talk about why I'm not, a, and this blends to the Bellator and the UFC card and why the UFC card lacked in promotion and why the UFC is kind of lacking in promotion and why Bellator and all these other, I had someone come up to me and they were like, one FC is the bomb. And same thing with Bellator. Bellator killed it this weekend. Everyone loved it. The results were amazing. Dagestan took over. Khabib was in the house. You know? Um, UFC's been... It's kind of... It's taken this pro-athlete look, but it's kind of suffered in, in hype. I looked at that Chael Sonnen fight, and after, Chael Sonnen's out there, like, he's got this whole spiel prepared for his post-fight. He nails it. Nails it. Nail on the head. No one does it like he. No one did it like he does. Even Connor doesn't have the same cadence and Ric Flair esque kind of style. Fighters like Michael Chandler have tried to mimic it, and they use the inspiration from Chael, but Chael killed it. And there was a point where Chael says, and Joe's like, and, that, and that's it. Guy. And Chael's like, whoa, don't don't interrupt me, Joe. I just went, you know, I just beat a former lightweight light heavyweight champion. Don't think I won't smack a comedian. And it's like that kind of shit. Like, you're the bad motherfucker. That's who everyone's here to see. And then you get fighters now. It's like, Joe, get me in your podcast. Dude, you're the star of the show. Stop trying to fucking pander to Joe and, oh, my God, Michael Bisbing, I'm such a fan. It's such an honor. Do that another time. It's your camera time. You're the star. They're hyped to see you. They're not in the cage right now. Like, you're the star. These fighters, they... They want the easy route. They just want to be put on the sword. Guess what? It's not going to happen. You're not getting on JRE. You're a, you're a prelim fighter. He's had Elon Musk on his podcast. No one wants to hear your life story. Sorry. Not sorry. Make a, make a case. Go on that. Uh, actually, someone this past weekend, he talked about his ha- downs and uh, his ups and downs. Um, Zaruk Ad- Adeshev. He fought Ryan Benoit, went to a decision. He's very good. He just had two hurdles in his last two fights, and he made it clear. He, he built a whole story, or he, he gave his whole story about himself in it. And to me, like, I came away as a fan because now I know who he is. And now next time he fights, I know he's been through. And to me, he's more of a star than anyone else on this card that's ever pandered to anybody. It's annoying, man. I, I want these guys, and Sean Strickland's a guy where people are like, oh, this guy's crazy. At least he's fucking doing something different. At least he's trying to add some spice. I know, he's he's weird. I mean, I want to be friends with him or anything like that. I mean, here's a great guy. I just, you know, at least it's at least I want to watch him fight. And that that's what we saw with the Bellator thing. Bellator this weekend was really reminiscent of Jose Aldo versus um, Conor McGregor. Uh, uh, that analogy's already been taken, but it is. It, that's what it was. It's a pretty good example. And it had some drama behind it. 
It had some great drama behind it. Um, hold on. Let me just break down the rest of this card. And then you had Nicholas Stoltz versus Jared Gooden. Jared Gooden hit a sweet right hand. He, like, shifted off, and then they both tried to land straight punches. And Nicholas just <clears throat> straight punched to air. And Jared Gooden right down the middle, put the dude down. It was a nice, nice little shot. It was great. Great knockout. And then China Bay's caught this girl standing up at the wrong time. So he tried to stand up. Foot to face. Um, Gegard Musasi versus... No, Gegard punched him. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a fight where like someone tried getting up and then they got kicked right in the face. Anyway, classic. So that happened. And then you had, in the main event... Uriah Hall versus Sean. Sh- oh, and also there's a really cool video going around of Sh- uh, Shanda Buys getting the, her win bonus if you haven't seen it. And she like breaks down in tears because she had to she had to pay for a lot of things in her camp. And she was going to get her money. And then, then she was going to have anything left over and probably even owe still. Yeah, dude, it sucks being a UFC fighter. Um, and you have Sean Strickland versus Uriah Hall. Sean Strickland went in there and did what Sean Strickland was going to do. What do we know he's going to do? He's going to go in there and just punch him in the face repeatedly. He went to the body, went to the head, jab, cross, jab, cross. Maybe a little leg kicks here and there. Jab, cross, jab. Actually, there was a lot of leg kicks. But jab, cross, jab, cross. Um, Uriah got into a boxing match. And you could see him. He was visibly frustrated. He just can't get it together on the big stage. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't sit here and say anything about it. I mean, other than. I mean, he's already working with people, so I don't know what this means. I don't know what it means for him. How old is he? Thirty-seven. To me, the idea of him versus Israel was always that was always a cool idea. We were going to get that. You know, I talked about it in the last podcast that Mortal Kombat esque fight. We're never going to get that. Never going to get that. And to be honest, if he did fight Izzy, it wouldn't even be that. Um, it would be one-sided, to be honest. I think Izzy just goes in there and just tools him. And then Sean, uh, he wants to go in there and just keep having fun, getting good fights. He's now in the top ten of the, of the middleweight division. There's Kelvin Gastelum, Jack Hermanson. I don't know who's... I don't know who's partnered up right now. I know recently Marvin Vittori and Paula Costa just got partnered up. Cool. Uh, Derek Brunson and Till, I think, are partnered up. Jared Cannonier and Calvin Gastelum, I think, are next. It's crazy. I can just... Oh, yeah. Jared Cannonier, Kevin Gastelum. There you go. Um, so they're partnered up. Jack Hermanson. Uh, he'll go for takedowns and stuff. Uh, Sean Strickland's got a pretty good ground game from what I've heard. So if, you know, he can beat Jack. Yeah, you should give him like a wrestler-esque kind of person right now. Someone who's capable on their feet, 
but it's going to give him a different give him a different look so just giving him someone to strike with um as far as your hell goes i have no idea maybe just coach full-time i would dude i get it i fucking get it i don't have the sean strickland mindset i have more of like the paralysis by analysis kind of thing you have to flip a switch at that level you know, you got it or you don't. So, at, at like, lower levels of competition, it's easier to get by without that switch or just, like, half turn on the switch, turn on a dimmer. But at the, the highest level, you got to fucking go out there and kill or be killed Nate Diaz, Nick Diaz mentality. Or at least just be mean. You got to be fucking mean. You got to be a competitor. You know, the, beauty, the beautiful things about training with competitors is they give you little mean things that they do. It's not illegal, but it's not, you know, you got to do whatever you can. Um, so anyway, so good for Sean Strickland. He's now on a five-fight win streak and headed into the top ten of the middleweight division. But now it's time to shift our focus over to Bellator. I forget what Bellator was. Um, oh, RDA versus Islam Makashev added to UFC 267. My friend goes, RDA just must, must love just getting Russell fucked. Yeah, like I, I don't. For a guy that struggled with wrestling so bad, this guy loves it. <laughs> but I, I'm guessing he, he's looking. Maybe he looks at Islam. And he's like, oh, he's gonna just, he's gonna strike with me more. That Khabib did. Um. Okay, here we go. Bellator 263. Bellator 263 post bookhouse. Sorry, sorry everyone. 263. Oh no. 263 results. Dude, I've been listening to the Young Nudie. Song EA is very good. Tight. Uh with 21 Savage. Wait, okay. Okay, here we go. So, this is really badly put. Uh, I guess this works. I guess this works. Yeah, dude. Okay, so, now that I got a better picture of it. Um, all that was was Jared Gooden. Uh, Nick, Nick Stoltz was southpaw, and he threw a southpaw jab. And then Jared Gooden just got his head off the center line and threw that power right now. <laughs> 
<coughs> power right hand, excuse me, sorry. Hmm. Very nice. Uh, okay, Gadazi Rabinov defeats Daniel Cray. Drop Cray with a, oh yeah, yeah, with a huge left hook. Um, a guy went for a, like a low leg kick and then he pulled away with his hands down and Rabadov, Rabadinov like <clears throat> did a pull three, I think, or a pull hook. Unless, hold on, am I? Nope. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. I... I'm getting them confused. I am getting them confused. Oh, uh, yes. AJ McKee did do that. Um, but anyway, let me move on to the next one. Yama Uchi defeats Chris Gonzalez by first round TKO. I think that's the one where he hit him with... No, he's hit him with the right hand, so never mind. And then Islam Mamedov defeats Brent Premise by sl split decision. Which, you know... Uh, this dude's been undefeated in his, for like since 2009. And then Usman Nurmagomedov defeats Manny Moro, TKO. Hit him with a knee. Yeah, that was that was deadly. Hit him with a knee. It's pretty quick too. And then Mads Brunel defeats Emmanuel Sanchez by unanimous decision. That's big too, because I'm pretty sure Brunel. I don't know if he took him down and stuff, but it's not easy. Emmanuel Sanchez is bad off his back too. Not bad, but like he's a, he's a bad man off his back. He uh, triangles and stuff and chokes and I think Mads just overwhelmed him. All right, so let's really talk about it. AJ McKee goes in there, ooh, defeats. Did I fuck that up? Uh, defeats Pitbull. Via head kick and and guillotine, he the whole time of the fight he was going southpaw on Pitbull. I think he is southpaw, but he he was purposely he's a switch stance fighter, so he was purposely going southpaw, throwing the left kick, throwing the left kick at Pitbull's body and arm, and slowly but surely those heavy ass hands, you know. They're not necessarily going to come down. They're not down, but he's already set up a president that if you you can keep blocking with that one hand, I'm going to still rattle these left kicks to your body. So finally, he got him up against the cage, and he threw the jab feint left kick to the head. And it's not that Pitbull in, ducked into it. He was bracing for a body kick, and that's, I mean, it's clinical. Bracing for a body kick. It went up high, cracked him. He dropped. Um, he, uh, 
McKee put his hands up like he thought it was over because, you know, he domed him with a chin to the head. I would assume things are over too. Um, and folded. And then Pitbull tried to get up, and then he put him in a guillotine against the cage until he tapped. What this is, McKee is on the longest fight win streak in all of Bellator. Um, He's super young. He's son of a former UFC fighter, um, Anton McKee? McKee, McKee, McKee. Anyway, um, he's... He's been in the gym with former um, with former UFC fighters and UFC champs. He's uh, he's just been around. He grew up with this, and he wants to go fight. He wants to fight UFC fighters, and I do I do appreciate that. I just it's just sad because I don't think we'll ever see it. And that's Dana's fault, to be honest. If you want to, I mean, I know the money. The money is there, believe it or not. Um, it just sucks, you know. But if you if if you do want to place your blame on someone, it's the bald dude. Coach believes AJ McKee and Patricia should rematch in Brazil. Who? Captain America? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, man, he got head kicked and guillotine choked in one round. I don't think it needs to be rematched. Cody Garbrandt set to make his flyweight debut against Kai Cara France. I don't get it, but okay, fine, sure. Whatever. <laughs> I mean... His problem wasn't that he was too small for the weight class. <laughs> He's going to go down and be... I don't get it. Whatever. Whatever, whatever. I do what I want. Okay. So let's go ahead and start talking about the fights coming this weekend. Despite it being UFC, guys. Um, so in the main card, we have it headlined by Derek Lewis versus Cyril Gone for the for the interim heavyweight championship of the world. I think it's a great fight. Technician versus one hit a quitta kind of stuff. Uh, then we, once again, you have Jose Aldo versus Pedro Munoz. They're both the same age. Um, damn, dude. Damn. Jose Aldo's been around for a minute. And then you have Michael Chiesa versus Vicente Luque. Clash of styles. I love it. You got the grappler, big ass grappler, and um, got the uh, you got Vicente Luque, kickboxing extraordinaire. Just beat Tyron Woodley with a submission after being after rocking him with a right hand. It's an exciting fight. It's one of those fights where it's like I don't. I mean, I guess Michael Chiesa just tries to be a blanket, but man, I haven't really even thought about like I haven't really conceptualized that fight. Then you have Tisha Torres versus, but damn, isn't Michael Kiesa here? Uh, yeah, he's like, oh, damn, dude, he's 6'1". That's a big motherfucker. Uh, then you have Tisha Torres versus Angela Hill. What a great fight. I think that's going to have to come down to the clinch slash. Yeah, I think that's going to come down to the clinch, to be honest. 
like kind of not the same striking styles. One's a in and out kickboxer, and the other one's more of like Muay Thai. But they're both quick, and I feel like they're just gonna miss time each other and go in at the same time, and then that's where the clinch battle will begin. And see, they're gonna be teaching Torres getting out and then hitting and then like escaping, throwing humble punches and retreating, or Angela Hill doing work in the clinch. Um. For, and then eventually maybe getting into the cage and keep on doing work. Just, just embrace the clinch work. And then you have Bantamweight, Song Yudong versus Casey Kenny. Casey Kenny coming off a loss to TJ, or Dominic Cruz. And now he's getting a more powerhouse, less footwork-focused fighter in Song Yudong. So that's pretty much your fights for this coming weekend. Um, I'll go into... Obviously, breaking down the prelims, too, a little bit more because you have the return of Carolina Kovalkiewicz and Jessica Penne. Um, Like I said, we have Rafael Fizev, Manel Camp versus O'Day Osborne. Love that fight. So, yeah, pretty good. Damn, we lost that fucking Amanda Nunes card, though. But once again, Thursday, I'll be back to break those down. Um. We'll call it here. Hope you guys enjoy your day and the rest of it, and I hope you guys in stay safe. Um, remember, SouthernScrapNation.com for everything else. If you want to listen to past podcasts or whatever, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes or Instagram and Facebook, SouthernScrapNation, DanielJonas94 as well. Other than that, I hope you guys, like I said, I hope you guys have a safe rest of your day, and I will be back Thursday. Until then, peace.